What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, episode 24 of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mayolari. So today I will be providing you with an update on how the Quincy Men's Softball League has been going. I'll give you an update on how the Stellwagen softball season has gone so far. I did update you guys a lot in my BC Sports Radio show. Haven't done it at all in this summer podcast. I'm happy to give you guys an update on how we've been playing. We actually just won our play-in matchup last night in a three-game series against Local 4 and are now advancing to the next round. So I'll break down Game 3, how it went last night, and then also give some key moments and break down the entire lineup but how everyone did in general. So to start off, Stellwagen, huge victory over Local 4, a fellow B-Division rival. We won last night Game 3 of the three-game series, 22-3. to It's been very close with them. A lot of the games we've played them. In the regular season, we were 2-1 against them. Game 1 of the regular season, we played them in April. We won that game 15-6. to then game two, we won 12 to nine in the regular season. And then in game three of the regular season, we lost 13 to 12. If you look at this play in round of the playoffs, it was best two out of three. Game one, we won 14 to 13. Very physical, intense game from what I heard. I was not at that game. I missed it, but we came home with a W, which is most important, but it was a very physical game. We won the game and that's all that matters in the end. But winning that game is huge to start things off right for the playoffs. Then in game two, we were up five to four heading into the bottom of the seventh, but they had the top of their order coming up at the bottom of the seventh, so we need three outs to win the game, but they just went hit after hit after hit, walked it off against us, won that game six to five to force a game three. It did give us some firepower though to respond in a big way, and we did last night. As you can see, heading into last night, we were three and two against them in the regular season in the playoffs combined. With three games of those five decided by one run, all close, evenly matched games. The home team actually won every single one of the three playoff games. And then also, I was looking at the full season schedule in the three regular season games as well, the home team won two. So the home team won all six games of the regular season playoffs combined. So it's clear that home field advantage played a huge role in this series. And we ended up coming up and coming up big in a huge way last night. So I'm going to break down some key moments of the game to start off. To start the game, snowballs in left field, hosed a guy out. Uh, their leadoff guy had a ground ball into the left field gap, and he was trying to get two bases out of it to take a double, trying to stay on extra base. Snowballs is an absolute cannon in left field, throws a gun in to second base on a great line drive. Matt cuts it off, gets it, ends up getting the guy in a rundown. The tag was applied by Molly at first. The kid was out of the base path too. We ended up getting the out. Snowball showed his elite arm. And honestly, that set the tone for the rest of the game. On the first pitch of the game, in the first swing by our opponent, Local 4, we kind of really just locked in after that. Once Snowball's hosed that kid, I mean, I think it really did set the tone for the rest of the contest. Kyle Camp flashed a great glove on the mound as well. One specific player I wanted to highlight was when the gold glove pitcher took a line drive back to him. It deflected off his glove in the air with his quick reflexes. He found the ball in the air, caught it in motion with his bare hand, and tossed it over to first base for a great double play. There was heavy traffic over there at first base, I might add, as well. Mully had to catch the ball over there while also finding the base and avoiding the base runner, who was also trying to get back to the base in time. He was also battling the sun, too. What a play by Mully. He's not a gold glove first baseman for nothing. I always say he's a gold glover. I mentioned that on my BC Sports Radio show a ton. Anyways, the next play, there was a key moment that I want to break down. Sweetie had a bases-clearing triple in the second inning. Me, Steve, and Matt were all on base. We all got on base to start the inning, and we ended up scoring on his triple. Sweetie actually almost caught up with Matt at third base. That's how fast he was flying around the bases. It was 4-2 to two before he hit that. Then once he hit that, 
Bases loaded, nobody out. As I said, bases clearing triple. It was 7-2, to and we never looked back after that, adding two more runs in the second to make it a five-run inning, and we were up 9-2 to at that point. And we didn't really get into too many jams defensively. It seemed like we were always in control and cool, calm, and collected. Uh, but one time I remember we were in a sort of a jam was when they had runners on first and second with two outs in the second inning. Still early in the contest, they already scored two runs. The closest they ever were in the game was a 4-2 score. And there was a pop-out to third base to Steve, our third baseman, to end the inning. And after that, we just had a comfortable lead, and we never really looked back. We never were in trouble at all, and it was really our explosive offense that kept us going. And our defense was great as well, but our offense was just unstoppable. In uh, one more play, I'm going to highlight was Switty was unreal in left center. As I said, he had a great game hitting-wise as well, but in left center, he had a great play. Running probably about 150 feet, he covered a lot of ground to grab a fly ball in between left field and left center field, between him and Snowballs. On the run of the sixth inning, made a great play. It was an absolute vacuum out there. We really needed it, though. I think the crispest defense we've ever played was last night, and the best offense we ever played was last night. So it really was just an all-time performance by us. The fourth inning is where really things started going crazy for us, where the game really blew open. We were up 11-2 to going into the fourth inning, and by the time the fourth inning ended, we got five more runs. It was 16-2, to and after that, it was kind of it. 11-2 to still kind of a ball game because you give up five runs that next inning, or you give up four runs, you give them life, and it's 11-6. to But once we were up 16-2 to after that fourth inning... We just never looked back. I knew that was, I knew we were in a good position. I knew that was probably it. But you obviously have to still play the game, get outs, and still score runs. In the fourth inning, though, we were up 11 2 heading into it, as I said. Mad Dog, Sean, and Dave McKenna, all three McKenna brothers, reached base with a single to start off the inning, all three in a row to get us going. And after that, we ended up scoring five more runs, and that really was just all we needed. Really just nail in the coffin every single run we scored after that. The seventh inning, we capped off the game with some crazy plays on defense. A circus catch by Matt at second base. There's a ball over his shoulder in shallow left field, and he found the ball somehow turning acrobatically and made a great play. He also had a great game defensively in Game 2. He had some of the most ridiculous plays we had on defense of the season he had in Game 2. One of them, he dove up the middle on a ball, past the pitcher's mound in between second and shortstop. Dove, found the ball, gave it to me in midair. I caught it. Turned through to first. Mullied a great stretch. We almost got the kid. He might have beat us by a quarter of a step. It was really close. I thought we could have honestly got the call and got the outcall. But we ended up not getting it. But either way, it was quite the play. He had some great plays other than that as well in Game 2. But in Game 3, to close off the game, he got one of the outs in that seventh inning on a great over-the-shoulder grab. And then the third out of the game was even crazier. An acrobatic, impossible grab by Sean McKenna in right center to close it out. No better note to end the game on. The ball was was by him. It was past him. He somehow just found it at the last second, turned, just threw his glove out, made a great catch acrobatically. Showed a great flash of the leather there, honestly. Gold glove candidate after that play out there in right center. But there's no better way to close that game out on. And overall, I don't think we really had any errors that I could think of. We might have had a couple throwing errors, but fielding-wise, with our gloves, we might have had one error and maybe one on a throw. So a couple errors, honestly. And besides that, that was the most crisp and all-around dominant game we've ever had uh, altogether. So quite the performance, very proud of how the boys fought, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we perform now in the next round against Local 103, another union team 
Uh, so now I'm going to break down what the lineup did. We went with a 12-man lineup, and it worked out very well to to Chris Mad Dog McKenna's credit. He was great as the captain. He's been great all season. But that was the deepest and most productive lineup we've ever had. And now backs are against the wall. After losing game two, it's one-to-one. We lose last night. We go home. It's win or go home. And we end up getting a huge victory. And credit to Mad Dog for putting that lineup together. So to start off, Switty was playing left center field leading off. He was 2-for-4 with the bases clearing triple in the second inning, which I just talked about. He had four runs batted in, also drew a walk and scored three runs. He was running the bases like it was a 3-2 to two ball game in the sixth inning, uh, but we were we were very relentless in our effort. We knew if we stopped going hard and just stopped trying to score runs, we've lost a lot of games in the past after being too comfortable. So, And we felt that pain too many times, where if we just kept scoring runs... And letting the offense keep going and then also playing good defense and getting three outs every single inning and trying to minimize the amount of runs and errors the other team score off of. We know that if we ever just try to let up and not give it our all, we've lost a lot of games in the past. I'm happy we were very relentless and just kept going and kept scoring runs. And as you can see, Switty was still playing like, like it was a 3-2 to two ball game in the sixth inning, and I love that. We really needed that. He had a great game, 2-4, for four, as I said. Bases clearing triple, 4 RBIs, 3 runs scored. Got on base for the walks. He was 3-5 for five on base-wise in his five plate appearances. Batting second, Snowboss playing left field. Was unreal out there offensively and defensively. 4-5 for five at the plate with four singles, three runs scored, three RBIs. Was a big part of the offense out there in the second spot of the lineup. There was one play where he was rounding third base. I think it was probably the fourth or fifth inning. No third base coach there. Has to make a decision, a split second. Decides to still go, try to run home. Beats the throw out. Scores the run. Huge. And that's just how relentless we were, as I said. We just kept scoring runs and kept playing the game very risky and playing it fearlessly, though, too. Our base running was not afraid at all, ever, of trying to force a throw or try to get an extra base. And it really worked out. As I said, 22 runs. You're not going to score that just by accident. You know, and that just shows how productive our offense was the whole entire night. So Snowballs had a great game out there on the field. As I said, started the game off very hot with a throw from left field. Threw a BB to second base. Got us in a rundown to get that leadoff guy out. And honestly, I said after that, that was really just a statement for the rest of the game and really got us going. And then at the plate, he was unreal. Four or five, four singles. I said three runs scored and three IBIs. So what a game from him, batting second in the lineup. Then we had Green coming up, batting third. He was the extra hitter of the lineup. He honestly had probably the hottest line drive uh, of the season for us, back to the pitcher in his first at-bat. But local forest starter made a great play on the mound, flashed the leather, made a great, great grab on the fly, rocket right back at him. Green did well, though, with the plate besides that at bat. Finished the game 2-for-5 and reached base in 3-of-5 at bats, or 3-of-5 plate appearances, that is, uh, with a run scored and a run batted in as well. He had a very good game out there, and he's used to playing the field, so being an extra hitter for him, and same thing with Mad Dog being a DH. Both of those guys are used to being out there in the field, so their role last night was being hitters, and both of them excelled in that position, getting on base three or five times to Green, and then I'll talk about Mad Dog in a minute, but Green had a great game, as I said, starting off the game hall with that line drive. It was an out, but had it got by that pitcher, it's going to get up the middle and definitely probably score a run, so great line drive from him there, and honestly, once again, it set the tone for the rest of his at-bats. He got on base three of the next four plate appearances after that, and was just hitting the ball hard left and right, so Good game for Green out there, batting third in the lineup as the extra hitter. Then we have Kyle Camp, our ace on the mound, hitting cleanup. He's been brilliant all season on the mound, throwing strikes. His offseason pitching regimen, which he talked about 
in my BC Sports Radio show, one of the episodes where I had him as a post-game interview. He talked about his off-season pitching regimen, and, and it's really paid off, honestly. He played great last night at the mound. At the dish, he was great as well. Two for four, two runs scored. Showed speed on the base paths as well. In his first plate appearance, got on base and scored a run, too. He actually didn't sub a run a runner there for him at all. Made a great effort running around the bases and scoring. Uh, he pitched great at the mound, as I said. I don't think he allowed a walk all night and also struck out about a swinging in around the third or fourth inning. So quite the game there for camp. He was great out there and at the plate, two for four, two runs scored and also pitched great at the mound. So camp was a great performer for us last night and honestly, we really needed everything out of him on the mound since he's been so reliable all season out there limiting walks and getting strikeouts. Next up, Chris Mad Dog McKenna batting fifth playing designated hitter. Went two for three at the plate with a walk and reach base in three or four plate appearances. He scored three runs and also had three runs batted in. Two rocket singles for him and ran the bases very well despite his hamstring injury he suffered a few weeks ago now. You wouldn't be able to tell he had any hamstring injury by the way he was jetting it around the diamond though last night. Three runs scored, three runs batted in. Two for three, also out of the walk. He gets on base a ton, on base machine. Three for four, as I said, in his four plate appearances and was jetted around the bases, three runs scored. And we really need everything out of him as well. He was the DH, and then you had Green as the extra hitter, and both of those guys went 2-for-5 and 3-for-4. So, really, that's what we needed on base-wise. Green was on base 2-or-5 times, or 3-or-5 times, that is, and Mad Dog was on base 3-or-4 times. So, 6 out of 9 times between our extra hitter and DH, and usually we don't have a DH and an extra hitter. We usually just bat 10 guys, the 10 we need. But Mad Dog went with the 12-man lineup last night, knowing the physicality of Game 1. Just in case we're ever going to have a guy get thrown out or someone get hurt, you have an extra guy in the lineup just in case to sub them in. And it did the job last night between the designated hitter and the extra hitter between Green and Mad Dog. Six of nine on base and scored a ton of runs and run base a ton. So we really needed that. So credit there to Mad Dog for putting together a great lineup last night. And I'm going to give you a post-game interview of his uh, in just a few minutes. Next up, we had Dave McKenna. Or Sean McKenna, that is, actually, before we had Dave. Sean McKenna batting sixth and playing right center. He was red hot at the plate last night. Was honestly probably the most productive hitter at the dish. Him and, I would say, him and also Snowball. Snowballs was was uh, four or five out there. And then McKenna, Sean McKenna, that is, was four or four with... A huge triple in the last inning. Three singles, a run scored, four runs batted in. He didn't even record an out in any of his four plate appearances. Was 4-4 four, four on base with four hits. Such an impressive performance from him on the field. As I said, made a great play to end the game for the last out. Acrobatic grab. And then it was a great game for him at the dish as well. He's been playing great as of late. Hitting well and playing well in the field. And we really knew we needed a complete game all around offensively and defensively. And that's what it takes. You need to play great offense, you need to play great defense, and at the end of the day, our backs were against the wall, it was game three, we had no option but to play our best brand of softball, and we did just that last night, and we know we're going to make mistakes at the end of the day, you're going to have some errors, misplayed balls in the outfield, infield, some bad throws, some tough at-bats, but it's all about throwing those plays away and making an X play, and I feel like you need to play great offense and great defense, as I said, and a great epitome of that last night, and a great Example of it was Sean McKenna out there in right center field. Had a great game offensively, getting on base four or four times, I said, adding it four runs batted in and a run scored. Had a triple, three singles, and then played great defensively. And I feel like we needed that before we needed everything out of him last night that we got to keep things going, keep things uh, going on offense. 4-4, four four, having him hitting sixth in the lineup and being on base four or four times, that's huge in that middle part of your order. 
And I think if you look at it, having all four McKenna brothers, or three McKenna brothers, that is, in a row, Mad Dog, Sean, Davo, that's the best lineup I think we've had all season. I think that 12-man lineup we had last night was the most powerful lineup we had. I think we've had the three brothers hit in a row at some point during the season. I think it worked as well in some other games. But last night, it was just a great all-around offensive performance for those three guys. And as I said, Chris got a base three or four times. Sean got a base four or four times. And then Davo, who I'm going to talk about now in a second. Davo batting seventh, playing catcher for Kyle Camp, was on base two or four times, reaching base safely with a single and reach base on an error, added in a run scored in an RBI. So as I said, the McKenna Big Three, they were all on base all night, reaching base 9 of 12 plate appearances, and all three of those guys being in a row, as I said, that was the most powerful lineup we had all season. You could get everything you needed on all three of those guys, whether it was getting a single, getting a run batted in, getting a sacrifice play. Those three guys did it all last night, and we really needed that. And Davos had a great season. Shondos had a great season. Both of those guys have a great season, and obviously Mad Dog as well. All three of them had great seasons, and having them as the heart of your order right there, five, six, seven, it was just great. We needed that. We need everything out of them, as I said. And Davo, I've been telling all season he's been playing well. Davo's been having a great season at the dish, and last night, reaching base two or four times, we needed that. Also, getting an RBI and a run scored, he played great out there, and he's been playing great on defense as well all season. Next up, Harry Braga, playing right field, batting eighth for us. Uh, the Celtics superfan had another good game as well, reached base in three or four at-bats, with two singles, reaching base with an error as well. Two runs scored, going two for fourth in RBI. Adds a ton of speed on the base paths as well. Adds a ton of experience too. This is probably about his fourth season now. And he makes plays consistently on the field. He's a great player out there in the outfield. He's played left field, right field, second base. Played a lot of third base, if I remember right, too. He's played everywhere in the field this season. Similar to Steve Abrams, too. Abrams has been playing second, short, and third this season as well. So very versatile players. They can play anywhere in the field, and you really need that. You need that Brock Holt type of player where you can put them anywhere on the diamond, and you know they're going to make a play. So whether it's Braga playing second left or right field, or it's Abrams playing third, second, or short, you like having that flexibility of being able to move them around the diamond since they can make you plays no matter where they're playing in the lineup. And Braga played well last night too in right field. Not too many balls were hit to him, but he made the plays that were hit to him and played great offensively, as I said, getting on base in three or four at-bats. Next up, Mully playing first base, a gold glover over there, hitting ninth. He was crushing the ball all night, honestly. Uh, he was great going three for four with three singles, two runs scored, and an RBI. Mully had his best offensive performance of the season, I'd say. And one thing about Mully is he's been hitting the ball hot all season. And his expected batting average, so I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like Kyle Bloom here, but his expected batting average this season is much higher than what his actual batting average is right now. Similar to what Alex Verdugo has been doing all year for the Red Sox. Mully, Verdugo, both of those guys have been hitting rockets into gaps and been putting up great contact, honestly, all season. But Fields, Fields has just been making great plays against them. And at the end of the day, that obviously cuts down the amount of hits you have. And if you look at Verdugo, his expected batting average this year is 287. He's only hit 264. So 23 points less than what his expected batting average should be is what his batting average is. So his expected batting average is 287. He's only hitting 264. With Mully having a great season with the contact off the bat, hitting the ball very hard, but they're just making plays against him. But last night, that was not the case. Three for four. Three singles, two runs batted in, RBI, as I said, was just crushing the ball all night. And also, he's been great on the field as well. He's been playing great at first base. He's been very sound there all year, stretching for balls, making scoops, making plays. Yesterday in that rundown, making a nice tag, getting that kid out of the base path as well. And then also, 
making that double play happen with Kyle Kemp getting a line drive back and I'm catching the ball in it, throwing it to Mully. Mully finding the base, battling the sun, battling that kid diving back into first base and also finding the base to step on. And then also stretching on every single ball from the infield this year, whether it's second, short, or third. He's been making plays all season stretching over there. So he's been very sound of the dish and defensively all year. And last night was just a great performance for him. Three for four, as I said, three singles, two runs scored, and also an RBI. And I think that I would say that's his best offensive performance all year. And he deserved, as I said, he's been hit well all year and just the other teams are making plays against him. Next up was me, betting 10th. I was playing shortstop. I was 3-for-3 three three at the plate with three singles. Added in a sack fly also in the fourth inning uh, to score one of the McKenna's. Uh, and I also had two runs batted in, so one other one besides that sack fly. And also scored a couple runs off of a few Switty hits as well. Uh, Switty, as I said, had a great night. But I was 3-for-3, three three, three singles. A couple of my balls I hit into gaps between right field and right center. I'm just going with where the pitch was, and a couple of my pitches were kind of over the plate, but a little bit towards the right side of the baddest box. So I just went with the pitch and wherever it was and uh, just went to right center, I think, in just about every one of my bats. But three for three, I'll take any night. I'll take the win, obviously, most importantly. Then after I reflect on how my bats were, I'll take the three for three with the sack fly all day. I'm sure everyone else in this lineup would take their three for four, two for five, whatever they hit. When you win the game, it's all that matters at the end of the night. And I can't complain. Getting that win last night was most important. And 22 to three, you can't ask for anything more. So huge night for our team last night, as I said. Next up, Steve Abrams playing third base, batting 11th. And that's just how deep our order was last night. You had Abrams batting 11th. You had Matt batting 12th. And both of them were so consistent at the plate last night. So productive. Steve-O was great. Two for two, two singles. Added in a walk and a sack fly in the third inning. So in four of his, in four of his plate appearances, he reached base in three of those four. Had an RBI, had a run scored, has been hitting well at the dish, honestly, over the last few games. And I've been telling him as well he's been hitting well. I think a lot of these guys have been just getting hot right at the right time over the last week or two now, into the regular season, into the play-in, now into the playoffs. They've just all been getting hot at the right time. I think that's what we really needed. And Steve-O, great example of that. As I said, two for two, two singles, a walk, a sack fly in the third, and then also adding in an RBI and a run. He's been playing great defensively as well. Uh, And then you had Matt, batting 12th, playing second base. As I said, he can play anywhere as well, play second, short, or third. He was playing second base last night, Steve at third, me at shortstop. I really liked that infield last night too at Mully at first. Very crisp, honestly, all around from left field to right field, left center, right center, second, short, third, first. Pitcher, catcher, we were just all locked in last night uh, in every realm of that baseball field, the softball diamond that is. But Matt had a great game, two for three, had a walk, a run scored, two singles, two runs batted in, and reached base in three of his four plate appearances. He had some hits and some big moments yesterday, similar to Steve Abrams as well. Steve-O had some big hits early in that game yesterday to get us going. And same thing with Matt, getting on base two or three times, or three or four times, that is, getting on base with a walk once, and then two singles as well, two RBIs, a run scored as well. And then obviously played great defensively, as I said, was so sound out there at second base the last few games. And game two was probably the best defense I've seen him play all year. He was just locked in, making some acrobatic grabs, similar to the one he had in the seventh inning yesterday to put the game away, or the second to last out we had yesterday uh, with Sean McKenna out there in right center making the last out. But we were just all locked in defensively, and Matt has just been getting hard at the right time on the diamond, making plays left and right, and, and we really needed that. As I said, a lot of these guys got on base a ton last night, and I'll break down how we did overall right now. So 
I could be a little bit off with my RBIs since it's hard to tell exactly, you know, what happened from the book and try to remember the game from that. But every player in the team, from my count, I think honestly in general, because I looked over two or three times, reached base safely at least twice. And everyone had at least one RBI and at least one run scored. So everyone on the team got a base safely at least two times, scored at least one run, and hit in at least one RBI. So one RBI, one run scored, and got on base two times for every single player in that lineup last night. And that just shows how productive and how impressive of a game it was for the entire team. It really was an all-time performance, and that's what Chris McKenna regarded the game as. He says it was an all-time game, and it really was. Honestly, the lineup 1-12 through 12 was so productive. 22 runs on 30 hits. 22 runs on 30 hits, and on average... We did score at least two plus runs in all six innings played. So 22 runs divided by six innings is two is 3.66 runs per inning on average. So very impressive game all around. We honestly didn't get up in the seventh inning, but if we did, we probably would have scored more runs. Uh, obviously, with us being the home team, we didn't get up for the seventh. But if we did, let's say we were the away team, we got up a seventh time, we would have definitely added on to that 23-run total. Definitely tacked on maybe one or two, three more runs uh, if we were the away team and got a, a seventh chance to get up to the plate. But... At the end of the day, winning the game was most important. And our offense was hot all night. We scored four runs in the first inning, five runs in the second inning. After the second inning, we led 9-2. to two, And after that, we never really looked back. Scored two runs in the third, five runs in the fourth, three runs in the fifth, and three runs in the sixth inning for a final score of 23-2. to two. Uh, And honestly, a 22-3 to three that was. But that's what we really needed. We needed that kind of performance to get going, get hot at the right time. And had we lost last night, it's win or go home. You lose that game, we we go home and the season's over. We're looking up, to, we're looking up to next season and and looking into the future. But we just knew we didn't want to go home early. And, and Mad Dog said that in his email. And Mad Dog's been doing great with his emails, getting everyone going and giving a great scouting report of what we have to do in the base paths, the infield, the outfield, what we have to do, what we have to do at the plate. He's been doing great there, firing everyone up. And in a second, I'm going to give you his post game interview. But we've just been so locked in at the right time and. And, and if you look at how many runs we scored, we scored at least two-plus runs in all six innings last night. So we didn't really have any dull innings last night. No one, two, three innings, as you can see. We had at least you know four, five, six base runnings in every inning last night at the top of my head. So huge game for us last night. I'm very proud of how hard the boys fought. Very well-deserved effort to be now advancing, now to face Local 103, another union squad in Local 103. After beating Local 104, now we're going over to play 103. Uh, we were 1-1 one one against them in the regular season. We did have a forfeit win against them, so we only really faced them one time. They were second in the B division in the regular season with a 16-9 record, winning nine of their last 11 games played, and they're also the one seed. So now we have a tough contest, but I'm very confident in how well we've been playing over the last few games. Game two, losing a local 1-4. We should have won that game. Just had a bad last seventh inning. In the bottom of the seventh, not recording it out, and they just went hit after hit after hit. We honestly should have won that game, put that game away. We've been playing great softball all around, so I'm very excited to see what this team does now. We're now going on to face Local 103. As I said, we'll be playing them Friday night, a big game one showdown at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night. And then game two will be on Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Both of those games, FX and Pock and Quincy. So I'll be recapping, hopefully, some huge wins for us in the future. I'm happy I could bring you guys this episode and break down how this game went for those who missed it uh, and those who were not able to follow along in the email chain. So now I'm going to give you Mad Dog McKenna's post-game interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here we are with the coach, the captain, still laying in softball. Chris Mad Dog McKenna, hey, how did tonight feel? How was that big win? Hey, you know, we just kept hitting. We uh, feel solid. I mean, these guys are good, right? So I want to say between 
I don't know, the four or five games we played them this year, the margin of victory was, you know, about either, you know, they walked off on us last game, yep. we beat them by Home one the last game, and it was great. And then even in the regular season, they walked off on us with a 4-1 lead in the seventh ones, and then yep. I think we only beat them a couple, you know, by... It's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, we're, a we're an evenly matched team, those guys are, you know, they're good, so, yeah, I'm just proud of the guys, and, uh, you know... Yeah. We, uh, I'm proud of myself and put them together. Absolutely. A solid lineup going hey, on. Hey, <laughs> how did it feel to have a 12 man lineup? Oh. First time we've run that, I think. Uh, first time in a long time, you know? A lot of teams actually do that in this league, believe it or not. Um, well, you know, because guess what? Like, in, in the first game of this series, we, or the first game of the series, you know, in the first inning, our guys rammed two of their guys. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it was a physical game. Oh, yeah. Physical game. So going into game two and three, you had a game plan for physicality. So yeah, so you kind of was, exactly. You know, 11, so here's the thing, 11 in the second game, but one of our guys had a call last second. So Green, ten, so just Green. you were yeah. in the lineup with the hamstring injury. How's the hamstring feeling? Yeah, it's a little tight, but, you know, I, used, I was running. You were on base three or four times tonight. Yeah. You even scored a couple of runs, too. You ran around the bases. No substitute runner for you. Nothing for at me. All. No, you know, balls to the wall, you know. It's Absolutely. Game three, you know? So what's the game? plan for the next series. Ooh, all right, so we got number one seed, local 103. So we just yep. we just beat a union team, and now we're going to beat four? the shit out of another union team. Yeah, yeah. Like local four, they're available for 103, but again, they're the top team in the division. We didn't get to play them this year, I don't believe, because they forfeited against us okay. in the game. So I'm not, I mean, so we're going in blind. So they can play the advantage, though. They can yeah. play advantage. They might not know how we hit, too. Yeah, so the game plan is probably put everybody's name in a hat. You know, you and just pull them out and see what, see what happens. Hey, it tonight. It worked tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a strategy. Though. 20 no, runs tonight. We scored 20 plus runs. Really 23, mean. I think. 23. Look at that. Yeah, Look at that. Yeah. So, hamstrings feeling good. Big win tonight for the Stell Wagon team. We're on to the next round. Let's get it. We are. Any we other are. words? Uh, any other words for the fans? There are going to be people going to be listening. Send it right to the email chain. Everyone's going to listen in. So, any hey. other words of encouragement? Stell Wagon for the win. So there you have it, Stellwagen for the win. As Chris Mad Dog McKenna said, the heart and soul, the captain, the coach, the longtime star of this Stellwagen softball team, formerly the Essex softball team as well. Chris Mad Dog McKenna has been the heart and soul of every squad we've had, and it's a pleasure playing alongside him and playing alongside the rest of the guys. Honestly, all of us have been, you know, giving everything we've had, and I'm just excited to see what we can do in this next round now versus Local 103. Obviously, as I said, they're a very good opponent. We're going to have to be on our A game and give everything we have offensively and defensively like we did tonight. But I have all the trust and the faith in the world in Chris Maddog McKenna putting together another crazy lineup like he did last night, and it worked. So I'll keep you guys posted about how that goes. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Roll Stellwagon. Thank you.